This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Kelly Stamps, and if you don't know who she is, then I'm guessing that you don't watch YouTube because she is blowing up. She has gone from around 6,000 subscribers in the beginning of 2020 to now almost 500,000 subscribers, and she's on her way to hitting 1 million before the end of the year. This is insane. I was so excited just to pick her brain about YouTube, about blowing up on YouTube, about just how to even start a YouTube channel and just sit down and chat with her. And it was really, really, really great. So I met Kelly when we both lived in New York City. So I went and hung out with her in Boston and we recorded this podcast and it was just one of those podcasts where I was so inspired after it. So I sat down and really just talked to her about how she grew her YouTube, her YouTube success, all of that stuff. She was talking about goal setting. She was talking about how she strategizes her video and I am not kidding guys. After this podcast, I went home and I made like a goal sheet so I can write down my goals and predict which videos are going to get what what number of views and which videos are going to do well. I started writing goals of YouTube subscribers and started keeping track of my growth because I've realized in 2020, I have been so stagnant. I really have been working on so many other things that YouTube kind of took the back burner, even this podcast. Like, of course, I still upload every week, but I haven't had goals for this podcast and I think it's actually been hurting it. So Kelly inspired me to start actually making strategic goals that I can keep track of because I think honestly that attributes to so much of our growth that we don't even realize and it's so psychological but i'm gonna we're gonna talk more about that in this episode so i'm not gonna spoil everything but she just gave me so many good tips and i felt like i was learning um and this podcast was such a good one for me to just like listen to and it was very very refreshing and i know that you guys are going to love it and of course before we get into the actual episode i just want to thank the reviewer of the week this review of the week says hi i've been a listener for only a short time with this podcast but i've binged all of the episodes i love how different each interview is and how i ended up learning so much from each episode i think natalie has a very good way of asking questions and then following up with any sub questions is how i would put it i love listening and will continue to listen 
Thank you so much. I feel like this person that left this review might have found my podcast aside from like my YouTube channel or my Instagram. So I think that's really cool if that's the case because I feel like so many people come from all my different social media platforms. But thank you, thank you, thank you. I love when I hear that you guys say that you've binged all my episodes because I would love for you guys to just go back and kind of find which episodes are your favorite, which ones you like, maybe which guests you want to see back on the podcast. But thank you again for reviewing. I know it takes time to review a podcast, but that really, really helps me out. And if you do end up reviewing, please let me know in my DMs so I can personally thank you. But I know that you guys are all here to listen to Miss Stamps and to hear this episode. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water and so it so it not only gives you immediate shine but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part, in a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss give your hair a glow up with way go to t-h-e-o-u-a-i and use promo code real real for 15 percent off any product that's t-h-e-o-u-a-i.com promo code real real hi kelly thanks so much for being on my podcast thank you for inviting me i'm so excited i feel like this is a long um awaited mm-hmm. podcast that yes. we haven't done yet but we're gonna start off with setting the record straight so this okay. is stereotypes assumptions you tell me if they're true or false and yeah false. let's just get into it yeah they're all false no. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is there is a strategy in blowing up on youtube yes true but also false mm-hmm. true because being consistent, I think, helps your growth on YouTube, but there's a lot that you cannot control. There are people who have very few videos on their channels, and they have millions of subscribers. Yeah. So I think a lot of it has to do with being at the right place at the right time online and having the right look, having the right voice and cadence, but my strategy helped me definitely blow up some, which yeah. was uploading three times a week in quarantine doing topics that people can actually benefit from versus what I want to upload at a certain time. Like I would love to talk about tiramisu for two weeks straight, but people wanted to know in the middle of quarantine how to make money. So I stuck with videos that were based on how to grow a channel and you can actually see me in real time do that. Mm -hmm. That's really cool because I feel like during quarantine and a lot of people were kind of like on a lull Mm -hmm. and you were like nope I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna run with it and I feel like it's because you did videos people wanted to see whereas like for me my channel did not like outperform during quarantine and it's because I was kind of sticking also to just my vlogs and my Mm -hmm. normal stuff but sometimes I get comfortable in it and I need to realize that I need to make videos that are gonna actually like help my channel and I always tell people that but then it's like actually taking it into account and like doing it myself um the next one is a lot of people want to be friends with you because of your success true yeah (laughs) that's a hard true scientific notation um here's the thing though is it bad though because let's say I'm dating someone I'm not I'm not dating one Michael Fassbender if you're listening (laughs) yeah you can have me um but if my like friend or boyfriend becomes successful I'm happy for them. I want to celebrate that. But I get messages when I used to check my DMs from people just straight up saying, I want to be your friend before you become famous. I hope you respond to me before you become too big. 
And I don't get how that's, you know, mutually exclusive at all to being friends. You should just hang out with me because you want to hang out with me. So I think other people are more concerned about my own YouTube channel than I am. Oh, yeah. I procrastinate and I just don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I totally see that. And like people, I feel like, come out of the woodwork. So it's like you haven't talked to them since middle school. And they're like, hey, girl. (laughs) Yes, they love to come out of the blue. And... I'm someone who doesn't see the worst in people, but now I do because of YouTube. And mm-hmm. that's messed up. But that's just the way it is because I have even been on dates with people where they actually met me just because they know about my channel and they have said, oh, we should collaborate. And my thing is I don't collaborate unless it benefits me as well. It has to be mutually beneficial. Yeah. And in general, I just, I'm kind of like the Beyonce type of person, that Capricorn energy, even on the Gemini. I just have to control everything on my channel, so I don't know if I would ever just let yeah. that happen. Yeah. And also, like, people, I think, find it insulting if you don't want to collab, but right. like you said, it has to be mutually beneficial because you're yeah. both putting in work. So, yeah. yeah. And the next one is there's a lot of pressure to be successful. I'm actually going to say no on this one. I think you put pressure on yourself to be Mm -hmm. successful and if we keep looking at other creators and comparing ourselves then yes but I say no I don't feel pressure to be successful I feel personal pressure on myself to meet my own goals every month because I want to have a certain amount of views uh, subscribers I want to get more people involved yeah but no I would say there's pressure to mm, have the cool brand deals like everybody else around you but I think everyone's on their own little journey, I guess, on YouTube. There's no right or wrong way to really do it, I should yeah. say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like there is a lot of internal pressure for myself, but I don't think other people are viewing it as much as I am. You right. know, like, people aren't really keeping track of my metrics right. more than I am. So yeah, they have I have no idea. Yeah. So I think it is more so like personal pressure. And do you write your goals every month or do you like mentally track them? I actually do. Funny enough, I have a sheet here in front of me where it's goal sheet. And this month it says, well, moving forward, well, <laughs> it says call my accountant. Um, other than that, <laughs> make a certain amount of money. Moving forward, um, I want sponsors in this budget range. Um, I just raise it slightly each month. And mm-hmm. I did this in the beginning of my channel, actually, where I wanted to make like $1,000 when I was a small YouTuber. And I exceeded that. So I yeah. think it's good to just reach higher each time. Yeah, that's awesome. I need to start doing that again because I feel like it, I am all about like writing things down, like to-do lists and right. all of this and all my ideas, but I don't actually write my goals. I only do mm-hmm. it at the beginning of the year, but that's so long ago and right. like it's so much easier. Yeah, it's so much easier to keep track of when you are doing it like on month to month when right. things actually you can see the change more because mm-hmm. I don't even remember what I wrote down in January. No. <laughs> like, I need to start doing it month to month. I also have a spreadsheet where I keep track of the amount of subscribers that I have. This one I neglect because, you know, things are changing fast, but it's nice to see it change in real time, like you said. And mm-hmm. I cannot look at one big project. I don't look at YouTube as a whole. Like, I want 1 million subscribers. I say this month, I want one video to get over 200,000 views. I want one video to do this well. So it's nice to take things week by week. So that's what I really like about YouTube. I don't ever feel too overwhelmed. It's nothing that I can't handle. That's really smart. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to go home today and write down my goals for October, even though it's already middle of October, and I'm going to, like, actually have numbers involved in it because Mm -hmm. sometimes it scares me, though, because I'm like, if I don't hit my goal, then I'm like, oh, no, I feel bad, but I need to actually start doing it. Right, yeah, and I have, like, an October lineup where, you know, one video is the one that will get me a lot of new subscribers, something that I don't necessarily want to film completely but it will help people and then one is my funny video that my subscribers will understand and then one is like a mundane type of vlog so I like to mix it up give everybody something yeah and this is kind of a random question but Mm -hmm. for your videos that you know are going to do well do they like do really well in the beginning or is it one of those videos that over time they grow now they do super well in the beginning, but my top four videos, well, one of them is not related to YouTube growth, but those didn't do well in the beginning because I was a medium-sized YouTube yeah. channel. So they're like, why would we watch you? You know. But now people see me as, oh, that's the girl who made her channel explode in a short amount of time. So you know when you upload a video in the first few hours, it tells you if it's doing well or not doing well. I hate that thing, by the way. I know. 
<laughs> it makes me feel arrow. so bad. I'm, I'm like, like, no. <laughs> but I can tell there's a pattern. The certain videos, like the how to YouTube videos, they just want to know how can I do the same? How can I have the same life as you? Mm-hmm. You can't have the same exact life, but you can learn from my tips. So YouTube related videos tend to do very well. Yeah. Like that's they exceed. That's for me. I need to start doing that, like writing down videos that mm-hmm. are going to do well long term because I right. have a lot of videos. Like I was telling you, my how to start an online store mm-hmm. two years later is still doing super, super well. My video on also how to start a YouTube channel is doing mm-hmm. really well. Um, I have one about how to start a podcast that's right. now doing well. And it's all, all these videos, they all did horribly when I first uploaded them. And now they're doing really well because they're searchable videos. Right. So like people, my subscribers might not have flocked to it because maybe not all my subscribers want to start a podcast or want to start a store or want to start a YouTube channel. But now people are searching them more and more, especially mm-hmm. during quarantine with all right. of these like activities that have gone on. So um, people are searching them more and more and now they're becoming popular. So right. I think it's one of those things where it's easy to get discouraged and you're like, crap, this video didn't do mm-hmm. that well. But like over time, it might be one of my right. top performing videos, right. which is interesting that that happened. I have one like that. The date video, which <laughs> I thought the guy showed up and kind of bait and switched me. It's not something that you would search. It's yeah. titled, I walked out of a date. Who, who? I mean, maybe someone did. But over time, over a couple of weeks, actually, that's not a long time, but people were sharing it with their friends. And yeah, I like those videos where you don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah, and up, the ones I put in the least amount of effort into tend to do the best. Really, so, you know, I just don't care. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. But. That's so interesting. Yeah, so that's really cool. But what I have a, now we're done with setting the record straight. So one of the questions I like asking everyone is, "What did you want to be when you grew up?" And like, how does that compare to what you are now or what you're doing now? Well, I wanted to do something in aviation most likely i wanted to be this is very specific but i wanted to be a pilot for northwest airlines i'm old <laughs> but um, back now it's like a different airline but i just love biscoff cookies and i would travel a lot for ice skating and gymnastics and like my family is on the other side of the country so i would travel quite a bit and i finally had the opportunity to take lessons take flight classes and i realized i don't want to be a pilot i just liked cookies and being in the airport and having that experience (laughs) so how it compares to now is that I actually you know minus quarantine I would be traveling a lot right now my plan was to go all over Asia um you know take more flight classes so I thought wait why not just become self-employed start a few businesses and buy a plane get that license instead of flying one for a living not that anything's wrong with that but I'm thinking more in terms of how can I control my job how yeah. can I control everything because I'm controlling yeah that's an awesome goal yeah buy your own plane <laughs> stamps airline <laughs> that could be a big stamp airlines oh, all man. the biscoff cookies safety check would be like a k-pop performance you make me feel special <laughs> exit to the left please oh man Hooters did an airline mine would do better than that Hooters did an airline was Random it fact. Hooters air was it, like, one that people could buy tickets for? Yeah. Yeah. What? It was a real airline. Randomly. Let me fact check this. Which year was this? I think it was in, like, 2000. That is hilarious. Were the flight attendants, like, in Hooters uniforms? They were. Oh. Here we go. Hooters Air was an airline headquartered in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> they started in 2003 and ended in 2006. Where? Who thought that was a good idea? Apparently, Robert H. Brooks. Wow. Whoever he is. That is so interesting. He created Hooters. Okay, well, we can all aspire to something. They serve, like, chicken wings instead of cookies. I (laughs) I don't know how the women would do with, like, you know, an emergency. Like, I don't, I'm not so sure about that. But, hey. That is so funny. I mean. subscribers as flight attendants. I know. (laughs) Oh, man. That's amazing. Well, that's cool that you did want to do that and that you took flying lessons that you actually like know how to fly a plane and then bigger goals actually I want to own a plane so I think you're on the right track you will make your younger self proud like you're still on the right track to owning a plane yes I don't ever want to own a car but I will own a plane and I mean it's nice because you can kind of be your own maintainer and it's I don't know it's nice to just say well if the world is ending which it kind of is uh let me grab a plane and go somewhere yeah that's so true um, and then now you started a YouTube channel and you're a YouTuber. Yeah. And so when did you start that channel? 
I started it officially in late 2018. I would say it was like August. And first my videos were just random. There was no mission. I just wanted to buy wigs and make really funny videos trying to style them because I'm really bad with hair. So I ordered some wigs from some companies and I just talked trash about them. I said, this is the worst wig ever. I use them for like skits and stuff. And these skits, of course, when I picked up followers were offensive to people. Like, I think it's rude that you would play around with a wig. I'm like, honey, I just can't lay a lace front. I can't. So those videos ended up kind of turning into actual wig reviews. Companies said, hey, we like the fact that you hated this wig and that you're so honest. Can we send you more hair? Uh, so I was one of those standard, you know, trying to be a beauty guru channel. Really? Yeah. I didn't, are those, oh, I was going to say, are those videos privated. still up? I can show you. They're privated. Um, I think I should unprivate them. But, you know, in terms of, I just, I worry about in the future for brand deals, does it look bad to have those videos that only have 3,000 views on them now? Because I privated them a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it's fun to look back at growth. We love levity. But those ended up becoming real wig review videos. And then I did a skit or two. And then one was the video title, Stop Calling Me Oreo. And that kind of started my YouTube growth, that video, which I was not expecting. People found it relatable. They're like, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, a black girl ranting on YouTube about how she hates being called an Oreo or a sellout because I apparently talk like I'm white, which is not a statement that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting that you started doing wig reviews because that's something so different from your channel now yes. like that's very very interesting yeah i want to see them let's see go. so i'll give you Outre. the inside scoop on the podcast yeah. <laughs> so this one is like nine thousand views outtree annie kinky straight wig they were then, still funny though it wasn't yeah. just like these are uh, all private luxy hair review right wig hair with wig with bangs on a straight wig review doing the Lord's work. Basically, I just danced around in these wigs. And these are great videos. I filmed them on my iPhone back then. I think you should not private them because people love to see where you started. Right. And also, <laughs> <laughs> she just did a cartwheel in a wig. Yes. Oh, so you're just doing like activities in a wig and yes. like showing how good it is or how bad it is. Basically, I just did some crazy stuff in my room and I was just... I don't even know what I was doing. There was no <laughs> no agenda with my videos. Um, but I realized over time, this is not me. I was just kind of being extra chaotic because I'm kind of not monotone person, but I'm just relaxed. Mm -hmm. I trust my type of humor. It's very dry and charming in a very weird way. And this is not me. Yeah. I was just being extra excited to get views, extra loud. So this is what you did when you like thought that this would like get you a lot of views. Right. You know, you mimicked some like another personality. Exactly. I like with my umbrella here. I mean, I you know my personality has changed slightly over time. You know, I was more I don't say talkative, but more theatrical. Mm -hmm. And now I realize, oh, I can actually get followers without having that entertainment switch on. So right. this is me if I have caffeine, basically. Right. It still is me. But now I realize, oh, I can actually gain a following and keep growing just being myself. And I think people need to hear that because I think a lot of people think, oh my God, I need to be this like very spazzy person online or mm -hmm. like I need to be very like quirky and right. awkward and they, you don't. Like you really right. need to just be yourself and that's it. And I think people look at people that are successful like... They'll look at you, for example, and they'll be like, oh, I Kelly Stamps is popular and she's successful. Let me make my videos exactly like hers. Mm -hmm. So then I'll literally watch a video and it'll be the monotone, like, I'm like, you don't even talk like that. <laughs> like, I know you don't sound like that. Or like, they'll yeah. say something. I forgot which video I watched. There was some video where it was like, um, something about money, but like, a very monotone dry thing about money and then like the cut was the same as yours and I'll look at old videos right. and they're totally different and while yes people can change people are mimicking other people because they think it's gonna get them popular and that's just like being yourself is so much more popular like right. you blew up not because you mimicked other people you mm -hmm. blew up because you were yourself and that was different right. And at the end of the day, people will catch on to your personality. It's like if you cheat your way through college, it will mm -hmm. show. I mean, you know, through high school, it will show in college. And you can't 
just copy other people forever. And that's the difference between someone who will do well long-term online versus short-term. Yes, they might get more views. A lot of people copy Emma Chamberlain, of course, because Mm -hmm. she basically, you know, according to other people, invented being (laughs) fun and quirky. But she really is just having fun. Yeah. And other people are gaining popularity copying her. But in the long run, you know, they're not going to get those same brand deals. They're not going to get the same opportunities. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's one of those where it's like, I know it sounds radical, but being yourself is so much better than copying other people. That takes so much work, too. Yeah. And before you started a channel, did you watch YouTube a lot? Or, like, what prompted you to start a channel? I honestly didn't really watch YouTube that much. I did watch a couple of creators. I watched um, Maddie Bragg. Every teenage girl loves her, of course. Um, So I watched her videos. I wanted pink hair and like eyelashes and (laughs) long nails. And I was like, I'm going to be here one day. Um, But I never actually watched any YouTubers religiously. I never did. I never got into the idolizing YouTubers thing. I would watch random viral videos of animals. Like there's one of like an Arctic explorer where a seal, an elephant seal hops on his lap. And then I would get into that weird part of YouTube where it's like cat videos. And this is what happens when I ignore my Labrador and, you know, he just ignores the lab. So I'm into those videos. I have a whole playlist actually called the greatest videos on YouTube, which is private. And it's just the funniest stuff. So no, I didn't really watch a lot of YouTube. Um, I started it just because I was bored Mm -hmm. and then I realized, oh, I think I have that magic formula and it factor as corny as that sounds to make it into a living and here we are (laughs) yes you did it no I think that's that's actually also probably benefited you not watching it a lot because you were able to make it your own without because yeah we talk about copying and how copying is not good but not gonna lie like if I watch a bunch of youtubers that are all similar I'm gonna pick up on a lot of their editing and Mm -hmm. a lot of the way that they film because it's just what influences me so like you kind of did it with a blank slate, which I think can benefit you, mm-hmm. which it clearly has. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And then your content's really different than like the normal lifestyle YouTuber, I feel like, even though I feel like your audience sometimes is similar to that, but mm-hmm. your content is so different. Like I feel like mine and your content is very different, mm-hmm. but we sometimes have the same viewers. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, what are your favorite types of videos to film? Because you mm-hmm. film vlogs, you film like the... No, I don't want to say self-help, but kind of like funny self-help type videos, right. tip videos. Like, what are your absolute favorite to film? I think my favorite to film is the, you know, the sarcastic self-help videos. Because I have a distinct playlist called Inspirational Stamps. <laughs> there's, there's Minimalist Stamps and there's 1-800 Stamps Tech Support and Storytime with Stamps and Passport Stamps. Inspirational Stamps is good. It's, you know, I think people want creators to be relatable, of course. Some people take it too far, in my opinion, where... YouTube creators will make a video just straight up saying, here's a day in my life with depression. I don't think you need to expose it that way because that's so personal and I think some things need to be sacred, although I understand the point of it. Instead, I talk about things serious like that, like my video on how I remain unbothered. That Mm -hmm. one is really successful right now. And that way I mixed in some serious topics, but also some humor. And people watch that thing from start to finish. So watch time on that is basically the entire video. So when people see me with my spatula, they know I'm about to sit down and school them on something. So I like that playlist, Inspirational Stamps, because people know I'm just coming to educate. I like that. I like That's really cool how your watch time is so high, too. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because... Like, how do you... I guess not why do you think that is, because mm-hmm. your videos are great, but how do you make people watch you for that long? Like, what do you think you do what that do makes do? people be like, I need to sit down and watch this entire thing? Right. I, well, I learned this when I was practicing improv. I did improv for a few years. I think I just am really good at assuming what other people are feeling. That is so strange, but if I did acting, you know their thing is listening to other people. We can't listen because we can't see the other person on their side. But what I can do is research trends, research what is everyone feeling right now in quarantine. I think a lot of people are feeling lonely, uh, helpless. They are probably feeling that, oh no, my time is running out as an adult. I haven't amounted to anything yet. And I do take polls on Instagram. So I basically gather that info, think, what do people want to hear right now? What type of inspirational stamps video do they need? And I just have a natural 
I don't know. I would say it's a talent or a gift to just make people listen to whatever I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a gift. I don't know. There's another way to really yeah. say that. Yeah, I mean, it is. <laughs> it is, though. I think it really is. And also, your editing. I feel like you put a lot of effort into editing as well. And you do a lot of, like, the zoom-ins and the, you know, like, you keep the person and you keep the viewer entertained. I know when I first started watching your videos, I was like, these are so entertaining. Like, I want to know what happens next. Or I want to know what she says next. You know, so I think Mm -hmm. that that's, it's also, like, your editing style, too. Right. It's really cool. It's very straight to the point. I don't waste two minutes in the beginning saying, hey, guys, so sorry. Um, I was out at the barn and I know you guys have been waiting for another video. I just get right into it. Yeah, that is huge because, I mean, I do such long intros, which is, like, an issue because I'll be like, hey, guys, it's my channel. I did this. I did that. And I'm like, why? I'm in editing, and I'm like, why do I need to say all this? Like, why? It's okay. It's just if you want new viewers, some of the videos have to get straight to the point. Exactly. And that's why exactly. I kind of attack them literally with a spatula in the beginning because they're thinking, what is happening? I'm so confused. Yeah. Why is she holding a spatula? And yeah. I don't even know. It's just I have to keep doing it. So. <laughs> And you have, I think it's safe to say, you've experienced a YouTube blow up. Mm-hmm. So you grew a lot this year. 2020, how many subscribers did you start with in 2020 versus how many you're at right now? Let me see, actually. I have an exact chart where it can tell me, but... You're so organized. Let's, <laughs> I mean. let's see here. I'm actually really curious. But in January, I had around 9,000, actually. Let me... Oh, perfect. I have a subscriber count sheet here. So January 16th, I had 6,000 subscribers. Holy cow. I did not realize that you had 6,000 in January. And then January 24th, I wrote, call me Kelly Envelope because I evolved. That's when I hit 10,000. So late January, I actually hit 10,000 subscribers. This overnight lap here, um, three of my videos randomly all blew up at the same exact time. And it was, I think due to one video being so outrageous, which was the date video. Yeah. And people listening, don't go out and purposely go on a date and try to make a story time about this because <laughs> that video I uploaded long before actually, and it just randomly picked up because people found it funny, it was controversial, and then they found my YouTube growth videos, so it was kind of like a cycle. They yeah. see it, so they don't even realize they were making it blow up in real time talking about, oh, wait, you should check out this girl, she's blowing up. So then yeah. it was kind of like this weird chain effect. And now I have, let's see how many subscribers, 400 something thousand. So from 6,000 in the beginning of the year yeah. to almost half a million. Oh my gosh, 453,000. And in the last 28 days, you have uh, grown about 25,000 subscribers. Yes. That's nuts. That's nuts. It doesn't seem real to me still, honestly, even though people approach me every single day. It's just so bizarre. That number, I feel like even if it said 10 million, I would just, I don't know, maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe I'm just depressed. <laughs> I just don't feel it. <laughs> I just see the number go up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I mean, I think though, I'm the same way where you, we want like more numbers, obviously, because right. it's a goal of ours, you know, like, oh yeah, better, more numbers is better. But anytime I've hit any sort of milestone, it has never felt different to me. And I think- right. Honestly, it's something kind of important to share because I think so many people think, once I hit this amount of subscribers, I'm going to be happy. Once I hit this amount of views, I'm going to be happy. You're not. Like, it's cool. It's great. But, like, you are not. That's not going to change your happiness or your worth or anything like that. Because there was one month, I remember, I don't even know what it was or why. I think it was last year. I grew um, 20,000 subscribers in one month. Crazy. And I was like, this is so wild that I'm growing this much in Mm -hmm. one month. Like, it was kind of like a... I think it was a few months of growing like a lot and consistently and I was like wow this is cool but like nothing changed you know like I didn't I wasn't any happier than I was when I didn't like of course hitting a milestone is awesome and you're like oh yay that's cool but don't think that that's like a life like that's gonna Mm -hmm. make you happy because it's not yeah it's not say it louder for the people in the back (laughs) (laughs) yeah That's very so true. I don't think it's weird that you like aren't feeling anything with this because at, at the end of the day they are just numbers and you it's also different because I think what we do we are sitting behind a screen and we see mm-hmm. these numbers we're not like at a concert and we right. see this many people I think that would whenever be crazy. <laughs> yeah when I see like people or when people come up to me I'm like oh wow like you watch my videos like that's crazy like yeah. two people coming up to me is way more 
mind blowing to me than like seeing a 200,000 number on a screen. Absolutely. Because yeah. I think it's just, it's, we get like desensitized to it because it's on a screen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember back in the day when I had, you know, I gained 12 subscribers one day and I was like, this is crazy. And as a small YouTuber, things affected me. Now mm-hmm. that I'm past 10,000, I am desensitized, like you said. Yeah. I'm just I'm like, oh. Yep. Oh, that's okay. I have a video. It's <laughs> privated as well, but <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassing ones are all private. <laughs> it is my. I when they hit 100 subscribers, I did a giveaway. <laughs> Guys, I'm giving away my camera. And no, I gave away a $25 gift card, that's and nice, I said in the video, I was like, "This is the best day of my life." <laughs> I really think Forget it was. Birth. Forget graduating <laughs> college. This is the best day. <laughs> I know, I really thought it was. So, like, you're right. When you're smaller, it does make way bigger of a difference. But, like, I'm telling you guys, whoever is listening, like, Mm -hmm. it does not... It's not going to make you happy by doing this. So, you might as well, like, do what makes you happy instead of just focusing on numbers. Right. YouTube is great. It's just, you know, the numbers, at this point, it's a business. And I still enjoy what I do. I just mean that now I'm thinking more in terms of, okay, what's next for YouTube? Because he would think this is every kid's dream. It literally is. Like, a bunch of children between the ages of 8 and 12 want to be a YouTuber. But, you know, I have it all. Like, I really do. I can, hum- like, say in a humble way. But I feel happy. I have everything that someone would want. But I want more. Yeah. Not greedy way. I want more as in I want a dog. I want a house. I want a simple life. Maybe a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of want to go back to working. But in a very different type of way. Yep. And I think it's... it's nice though that we do have like freedom now you know to do kind of whatever which is really great Mm -hmm. um and then also a lot of people think that youtube is a very easy job and it's a very like simple easy job it's whatever what are some of the pros or what are some of the cons to that like do you think it's an easy job i have opinions on this that i will share afterwards but (laughs) (laughs) what do you think like do you what are the cons? Right. Do you think it's easy? Do you hate when people say that? I'm not really offended. And now that I live, you know, by myself, I'm meeting people in a new city. I do occasionally get that comment. Oh, so you basically do nothing. <laughs> people say that. Oh, so you basically, oh, you're one of those influencers. Is this meal going to be free? You know, I would say the con is that some people, the people who you don't want to hang out with anyway, probably, um, don't take you seriously. They don't take me seriously, I mean. But then when they realize the magnitude of our work, which is that we are actually helping people, I made thousands of people start a channel. I can't even get my friends to, you know, go download Hulu and watch my favorite show. The fact that I affected millions of people to do something in their lives, that's actually worth, you know, celebrating. But people don't see that. Um, The con, in addition to people not taking me seriously, is just every now and then that one hate comment gets underneath your skin. I still read my YouTube comments, actually. I don't read the Instagram ones. They're turned off because people lost that privilege. (laughs) But, um, you know, that one comment where someone thinks they know you because of your perfectly edited videos, they think, you know, oh, you know, look at you. Your life is so easy. Uh, You know, of course, we're not going to share the moments when we're having a panic attack or when we're you know, going through a breakup or something. We're just right. humans. And I think if they all started a channel, they would finally understand that. But I have low expectations. I don't expect people to get it. So yeah. I just take it with a grain of salt these days. Yep. I think that's definitely the biggest con is the people that think that they know you and then assume, like, make assumptions about you or mm-hmm. know that. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, my subscribers do, I think, know me. Like, I think. Right they know me pretty well but it's the stuff that I don't share like I'm not gonna share things with with you about my personal life or like about mm-hmm. family or about friends and like right. home the, tour no. yeah <laughs> when people feel the need to like uh, they, they feel like entitled to know that or they feel like they know you already right that it just like can be bothersome because you want it's that point where do you defend yourself do you like respond and defend yourself because mm-hmm. you know this is like not true but then it's like do you want to be fighting with someone in your comments but then it's also that factor of like oh well what if other people believe them it's so many mm-hmm. things that it's such a mental thing that is right. the biggest con and, <laughs> and yeah like some people not taking you seriously is definitely annoying i do think with youtube though i will say this when people say it's easy 
it's not easy to grow. I think it's yeah. easy to once you are at the top it's easy in the sense of and i know we've talked about this like the Mm -hmm. money that you make compared to how much you work like that to me is still shocking of like wow like i one instagram post takes Mm -hmm. 30 minutes to take edit upload and i might be getting paid what someone makes in two weeks of working or even a whole month or even a whole month of working like that's just crazy you know like that's to me when it's like I get what people say it's easy because that yeah. is so easy. Like, nothing easier than that. Right. But they're not going to pay me if I didn't work hard to get to where I was. So right. I think that's, like, where it's, like, it's more difficult than that. Because it's mm-hmm. not like you can just upload once and then you blow up and that's it. Right. You have to be consistent. You have to do it for free for years or yeah. months or weeks or whatever it is. You have to consistently come up with new content. You have to be engaging. And you kind of have to always be on. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the type of content we do where it's very, like, ourselves not like something else we have to be on all the time so i do Mm -hmm. think that that is where it's like yeah i get that it's easy to just like take an instagram picture but it's hard to get to the point where someone's going to pay you for an instagram picture (laughs) and it's in the video you know i i'm really happy because i'm at the point where i get paid to just exist but it's much deeper than that i'm getting paid to exist because i have the gift of storytelling the gift of just you know i have a passion for teaching people hence stampede university it's a joke but it's also not. And you know, we make it look very easy because that is what we're supposed to do. We should make it look seamless and, you know, yeah, but I fully understand everything you just said. Yeah, yeah. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. And then what are some of the pros? So what are some good things about YouTube? Well, for starters, you know me, I cannot stand jobs. (laughs) I used to quit every job. You know, I, I thought it was just me not knowing what my passion was. Like, I'm passionate about airplanes. Did that for a little bit passionate about you know customer service even worked as a server that was probably the most fun i've ever had um but at the end of the day i don't like reporting to anyone technically we do still work for others slightly in a way as in we need to satisfy our audience we do have you know managers involved sometimes we do have the whole world watching but i wake up i decide when i want to work i choose to work three days a week for you know seven hours each so i only work like 21 ish hours that is amazing that is a pro with that being said though the con is that i have to top the last month we have to keep it consistent like you said so if we're feeling bad if we're menstruating like we 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 might want to delay something but another pro is that i determine how much money i want to make i have a lot of videos lined up that will do super well but I'm just not ready to film them right now. I would rather wait until Christmas times. I know that advertisers might pay more. So the pro is that I decide how much money I wanna make. I know it sounds silly to say, well, I only wanna make a lower amount this month. It's not that, it's just I want to focus on more personal videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like not working, honestly, for other people. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. I mean, that's the biggest pro for me is I'm on my own and right. I'm on my own schedule. Like that to me, I love having time to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And then, what is your biggest advice on someone who wants to start a successful YouTube channel? 
which I know that you have so many videos on this, so I will redirect people to those, but I'd love to hear, like, one of your tips on, like, if someone is listening and wants to start a channel. Right. Well, for, you know, I would say yes. Refer to 1-800-STAMPS-TECH-SUPPORT for technical advice, but actually something else I would like to add. I was going to say just be yourself. It's easy to say that, though, and I know it's overwhelming at first when you see people like us who, you know, are young, it looks like we have it all, Eh, don't compare yourself to others. It's easier said than done. So what I will say instead is don't focus on buying expensive equipment. A lot of people will say you need a good camera, you need a good microphone. My microphone is trash, we know that, but I still got to this point now, as of yesterday, I bought a new camera finally and a new microphone. <laughs> you don't need fancy equipment. I filmed my first videos on my iPhone 8 Plus. You know, you don't need crazy equipment. Um, just focus on, you know, building a canvas for yourself, saying this is my base point, improve later. Right. Like the, just for example, um, like my mom's an engineer and all of her like geeky engineer friends, like they make a lot of money, but they all look like, you know, they're still wearing the same high school clothes from, you know, grade school and they would drive the same truck. So think of your channel as, you know, your starter kit. And when you make it, when you can afford to then upgrade. Yeah. That's what totally. I mean, now with the technology that we, a lot of people have already with iPhones and Androids and smartphones and all of this stuff, you can start on your phone. Like yeah. an iPhone camera is amazing. You do not need a Canon G7X. Like no. you really don't. And I don't so, really like that camera. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you really just should start, especially in the beginning with the basics. And like mm -hmm. iMovie is free on Macs and I'm sure there's free like apps on mm -hmm. your phone or whatever. So I think that that's such a good advice because people think that they need to spend thousands of dollars and it's like right. no 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 do not send thousands of dollars yeah. start like efficient like smart you know and right efficiently you should worry about your you know what you're bringing to the video your entertainment mm -hmm. should bring the followers not your editing style not anything else because people are watching for you not for your style if right. they are then they're not the right type of viewer so right and before we go what is some future goals for Mrs. Stamps. Hmm. Mrs. Stamps. Miss Stamps. <laughs> my fast vendor is my husband. So um, I actually want to try to hit 1 million subscribers this year. In 2020? Yes. Oh. I think that would be really impressive. I can go from 6,000 to 1 million. I think you can. I can if I upload the right type of videos, which I'm going to pile on all last minute at the end of the year. Because Christmas time, you know, we don't know what the world's going to look like by then. So I need to do the lower to work and keep adding those stamps, tech support videos, adding those crazy chaotic videos. You know, I am going to be alone for the holidays as usual because I just kind of like a loner. So I think videos like, you know, how to spend the holidays alone and doing fun stuff like that, interactive videos, those will do really well. Um, I'm going to reel them all in last minute. So I hope I hit 1 million. So that's, that's a awesome. personal goal. I feel like that's been done before. I feel like uh, Emma Chamberlain hit a million in a right. year. And then didn't Best Dressed also? She did, I think. She also blew up like that too. So I think it's definitely possible. Right. Um, but it's not what, about the numbers. I know, it's, <laughs> but it's a good goal. Yeah. And then what did you start with when you... So did, you started in 2018. This yes. is I know that was the last question, but now mm -hmm. I'm curious. 2018, you started in August. And then... 2020 you hit 6,000 so yes. from 2018 to 2020 you had 6,000 subscribers right yes it was a very slow steady build it went from like three subscribers a day to five and then one day I got 10 it was just a very yeah. slow steady build so that's super interesting to know right. that like in one year you gained 6,000 and then in the next year you're about to hit a million and I set up all of those videos <laughs> in the beginning to be the big ones which funny enough they didn't end up being the big heavily watched videos they People watched it from start to finish. They were very high quality. You know, New York City vlog. Everyone loves New York City. <laughs> I can't stand it at this point. But, you know, it's where everyone wants to be. I showed the city. I showed myself some sense of humor. I treated my channel like it's at this stage now from the start. Mm -hmm. So it was just a moment in time. Okay, wait for it to drop. Oh, they found me. All right, cool. Now I'm exposed. I'm not the internet's best kept secret anymore. So That's, yeah. that's actually smart to treat yourself as if you already have like blown mm -hmm. up and treat all your videos like that even right. from day one i never did an intro video like hi guys welcome to my channel Here i hate those about. no one's gonna watch them yeah. they're no one's gonna watch them your subscribers but like they don't even care 
Yeah. But I think like I would never I mean I have never, never been like, hmm, this intro <laughs> this intro video looks good. Let me watch it's it. Right. You like you have to reel people in with just your content in general. Right. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. You're welcome. I this love is talking fun. to a mic. This is fun. Can I sing? <laughs> you like, can sing. You can sing. <laughs> you make me feel special. <laughs> Sound down in natural color. Okay, I'm done. You have to see her um, performance in Washington Square Park. What was oh, it? Yes. 200K? We filmed that together. Yes, it was my... What was it? 250K. I think it was 250. 250? 200? I, I, I think it is 250,000. Yes, that's crazy. She performed in Washington Square Park. I will perform live in Boston. Or maybe I should go to New York. No, no, stay here. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast again. And then I'll have all of your links down below. Where can they find you? You can find me on youtube.com slash c slash Kelly Stamps. You can find me on Instagram. That is it. I do not have any other form of social media. My Instagram is the Kelly Stamps because... Believe it or not, there is already a Kelly stamp. There's a woman named Kelly, and she's a stamp collector. We've had many arguments. So I am the Kelly Stamps. T-H-E. It's so funny. We got to get you verified. I know. I've been trying. Yeah, you can definitely get verified at this point, I feel like. They're playing games with me. They're playing. How did you guys like the episode? I hope that you loved it. This is probably one of my favorite ones, and I know I say it for literally all my episodes, but I'm not kidding. This one made me go home and actually like start doing these steps that she gave me. And seeing her success has made me really happy, and I'm just so happy for her because she is one of the hardest working people that I know, and she deserves all of her success. So I'm a huge fan of her channel, and she's also just a really good friend of mine. So seeing her kind of blow up is really, really cool for me. And it just inspires me to work hard on my own stuff as well. So, anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow Kelly, subscribe to her on YouTube, watch her amazing videos, and I will see you guys, or I will, you guys will listen to me. I'll be back here every Monday, next Monday, on a new episode of the Real Real Podcast. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com